You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, Andre. Just tell me, Everybody and welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the entire WWE universe. That's right. We have staked our claim. We have put the flag down into the moon that is the WWE universe, and we are going to make waves in the booking community. See, moon waves. I think that is a pretty good intro there. I think I, I think I nailed this one. Anyways, nailed I'm. <laughs> thank you, Mikey. Uh, I am the head writer of Monday Night Raw, Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the head writer of Friday Night SmackDown, the spicy nugget himself, all the way from uh, uh, I don't know your cable net, your network provider, but all the way from phone f- f- Philly. Phone City. I was going to do phone something, but nothing. Cell Phone City. Mikey Manfredi. There we go. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, on my phone today recording this through my headphone microphone because uh, what happened? My laptop, (laughs) my laptop decided it didn't want to be anymore. (laughs) This was like, you know, we're recording on Friday, uh, the week previous to when this episode comes out. And what, Wednesday or something? Thursday it craps out? Yeah, Thursday morning it just yeah, yesterday morning it decided to 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 die. Uh I think I know the problem though, and the parts coming in, it's just a matter of when it gets here and if it ships. Because I still haven't gotten charged for it, even though I paid for expedited shipping. Interesting. So that's that's worrying me a little bit. <laughs> I would I would double check that. <laughs> if you didn't get charged yet, that's weird. I mean, my, I, got my, the order confirm- I got the order confirmation email. Ah, uh, interesting. Is it like processing or something? I guess. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I got that message yesterday about your about your what you believe is your keyboard to be the issue uh, yesterday, and I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah, this isn't i this isn't ideal. I'll say that much. No, I mean, hey, it's podcasting. These these things happen, you know. It's you know, computers crap out, you know, that's that's them's the breaks, I guess. But we're we're still here. I'm glad you're still with us, Mikey. I'm glad we're still able to do this, put this together because we have two cards <clears throat> for you folks at home. Uh, obviously, Monday Night Raw and Smackdown for you. Mikey, we're this is the go home show before TLC. We're right there, right at the, the near finish line for the TLC build. How are you feeling? How do you feel about your TLC build? I'm feeling good. I have a really uh, I think I have a really good build leading up to the, the pay-per-view, and I'm very excited to share the, the card I have and the matches I am making. Yeah, how do you yeah, I, I, I feel like you ramped up the build a lot last week with especially, you know, Seamus, Kevin Owens. Um, Undisputed Era started, you know, figuring out what their challengers were going to be last week. And then uh and then I is that all of your I think that's everything that's announced for you so far now that I think about it. Yes, I think I only have two officially two. I have 
You, you... I have three official match announcements. I have the tag team ladder match. Yes. I have, uh, I guess it's not officially announced, but it's pretty obvious that it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's the one I have not written down yet. Yeah, and I have Kevin Owens versus Sheamus in a chairs match. Yes. Um, yeah, I, it, it's exciting. Uh, it's exciting. I, lo- I How do you feel about TLC? I mean, there has been a lot of complaints this year about how WWE has just like gone crazy with like ladder matches and gimmick matches. And obviously, you know, we're not in this world we're writing. We're not having the deal of COVID because that would just make our lives insanely more difficult but how like uh, how do you feel just about like you know the gimmick pay-per-view that is tlc do you still like it or do you feel like you you would like to just see the tlc matches more rare than what they are or what do you how do you feel about it i love the tlc pay-per-view i think it's i think it's super cool i love tlc matches so i love that there's a whole pay-per-view based around it um Sure, it takes away from like the the mist the mystique of it a little bit, but like it doesn't really bother me too much. I think it's a cool match, and I love having a definite time to know when I should get hyped for TLC matches. <laughs> and I like I like that they added the uh, gimmicks of also having a tables match, also having a chairs match, and also having just a ladder match. Yeah, it's I think a- that's very neat. It makes the whole pay per view kind of just like low key exciting because of all the the weaponry and furniture that's going to be around. Yes, yes, it's it's a lot. The torn. What is it? The what's the build? This TLC. It's like the tornado of TLC or something. I think is what the advertising stuff says. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I, I I've enjoyed TLC in the past. I still think about every once in a while that um, TLC match. I think it was between Styles and Ambrose. Um, back in like 2016 or something. I still think about that one a lot because that's that's when I got back into wrestling is 2016. Dean is, who? Dean. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, everybody's favorite uh, guy. I, what was his? I, is it bad that I'm already forgetting like Dean Ambrose's like catchphrase? The lunatic. I'm sorry, the lunatic fringe. Ah, yes, the lunatic fringe. The, the lunatic fringe. Yes, is your fridge running because you better go catch it because it's crazy or something that's definitely exactly what you said right there is exactly a line dean ambrose would say (laughs) is your fridge running you better go catch it because it's crazy (laughs) does that now compare that to john moxley of today which is which is better (laughs) god (laughs) what what a that does sound like that does sound like a slime he would say what a complete 180 he made after his yeah. return right yeah it's inch it's crazy like i don't know like it's one year into you know aw already and it's like really like man I, I i don't know if it's because of covid and all the everything they're doing with covid or whatever but man this past year with wwe i feel like aew has just like exonified bore about why like the system is broken sometimes in wwe because it's like man john moxley is just so good (laughs) it's just he's just so consistently good you know just doing what he's doing and cutting promos out there why was he shooting shots into his butt (laughs) 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 
Like, why was he doing these things? Why was he getting vaccines for the stupid people of whatever city he was in? Yeah, I mean, I guess in 2020, getting vaccines for everybody else is a good thing. I guess that's a babyface move. But uh, it's just like, why? Why is he coming out with a gas mask? Because he doesn't want to smell the fans. Like, what do we <laughs> do? Like, it's just like, man, it. And you can apply that to so many other people, Rusev and Miro. Like, what are, what are we doing over here? I don't know. Brody Lee and Harper. The, the list goes on. It, Sir, I'm telling you, it is straight up a crime what they did. <laughs> Just talk about Sting the most recently. <laughs> they had the opportunity to do, at, you know, at some point Sting versus Undertaker. But instead, they're like, you know, it's better Sting versus Triple H. And, uh... <laughs> Now let's let's build to the dream match of Sting versus Undertaker. Just kidding. We I'm Vince McMahon. I don't like Sting. And then already he's already made a huge impact. I don't know. I, the system's broken over there. And as much as we love uh, booking our own version of WWE, sometimes it's just like, man, you know, the system's real broken. It feels like sometimes all you got to do is have a guy come out there, say why he's the best, talk about his newborn baby on the way. And uh, they, just they, just randomly sprinkling his wife is pregnant. Yeah, you got a big old baby face. Yeah, that's a big baby face pop. Literally, baby face pop for me. <laughs> Anyways, rant over. But like, I guess. if you if you look at like Dean Ambrose before he got injured versus Dean, versus John Moxley, they just they were just like two completely different human beings. Yeah, it, it's it is crazy how different people are and like i mean to be fair it's a whole new company a whole new you know and you know if you took if you took john moxley you know and AEW didn't exist and he just left wwe and went to like new japan uh then also then you know, sorry and then you would you'd still get the probably what current john moxley is like but also you have to think about like if aew didn't exist dean ambrose would still be doing the thing he is doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to see, I want to see 2020 John Moxley, like time travel back and like come face to face with 2016 Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. And just, just watch, just watch them stare each other down. He'll be like, I feel like he'll be like, ah, oh, I'm happy where I am right now. And he's like, you won't be in like two years. <laughs> You're going to, it's going <laughs> to suck in like two years, three years. And then you'll have a great out, and then that's it. And then you'll be a champion for over like two hundred days. Yeah, I mean, like two hundred. It was like, yeah, it was like over two hundred. Yeah, oh, man, it's just like, yeah. And then, God, man, you know, it, the world of wrestling has like you can't, you know. I was reading a lot about like the time person of the year stuff. Like you can't, like excuse the in- impact that lack of a better word impact uh aew has hmm. made in the wrestling zeitgeist in the past year i mean like you know 2019 you know october to 2020 is huge impact still but that impact like really showcasing what that impact is this year between all the wrestling stuff it's just like oh my god it's so crazy oh my god and like and then and you can do the reverse way mikey is imagine people like darby allen in wwe that would be interesting. Definitely NXT star energy from Darby Allen. He he said in an interview that Darby Allen is so happy he is in NXT because 
Uh, and I quote, uh, if he was in NXT, uh, he would probably, I believe he just said, like, jerking off in the basement somewhere. Jesus Christ. And that, that would be his character. That would just what he would be doing as a wrestler. Jesus. I mean, that's not untrue. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, I just wanted to start off that energy. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm starting off a weird energy of like dunking on WWE. I just feel like, oh, man, it's just like I feel like our show is much better. I feel like what we do here is like not AEW adjacent or anything, but just like we're I feel like we're building up people constantly. You know, we're not we'll do comedy segments, but they're not all over the card. You know, we'll get like one comedy segment or something, a show. You know, we're building up people, making good rivalries. It's, it feels like it's not that hard. And maybe that's just me getting drunk off this water uh, or what. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm hyping myself up. I mean, I mean, I think I think we I think we do a pretty good job. We definitely got uh, we definitely got it a little bit down pat from like since since we started. That's I, true. I think we, we know what we're doing. Yeah, I think we do. Let's let, why don't we prove that, Mikey? Why don't we prove that we know what we're doing right now in yeah, front of in front of the fans and in front of God, John Moxley. In front of God, in front of God, John Moxley. Oh, our Lord, our Lord and Savior, our our lunatic and fringe. <laughs> anyway, father, son, and the lunatic fringe. Starting yeah. off Monday Night Raw. We got uh, Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable opening up Raw uh, after last week's main event and what went down between Bryan, Gable, and uh, Edge. Uh, Bryan says that last week, you all witnessed firsthand the future of this business and Chad Gable. Although he did not win, uh, through his loss, he learned. Through our losses, we all learn. And at TLC Edge, you will learn... You will learn that you are no longer needed and when my time is up, I will be no longer needed. Uh, we are making way to the future and that future is Chad Gable. I like it. Chad Future Man Gable. The future, Chad Gable. And he starts Chad po- flexing, of the future. Flexing, pose, po- 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 <laughs> pointing at his butt. Marty McGable. <laughs> Uh, Edge, I do have to thank you for the history lesson two weeks ago. You were right. You've beaten me before, which will make my win against you at TLC all the sweeter when I beat you at your own game. But enough about you and me. Tonight, we focus on the future. Chad, let's get ready for your match, which leads directly into the first match of the night. Chad Gable with Daniel Bryan versus Tony Nese. I don't know why you just calling him Chad is like so much funnier. Yeah, it's just it- like. All right, Chad, time time to suit up. Lace yeah. up those boots, Chad. Come on, Chad. Put on your polo and let's go go boating. <laughs> All right, bro, give me two seconds. <laughs> uh, the match. Let me just shotgun this beer first. <laughs> Chad, I, Chad Gable is definitely shotgun beer, assuming he drinks I beer. I mean, who hasn't shotgun a beer? Me. I don't think I've ever really? shotgun a beer. Don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I really realized I feel like I haven't done a lot of like fun things that people would consider fun things in college. And you always think it's a good idea and then you actually start doing it and it's just miserable. Well, I had like so like I I'll, I'll say it here. I'm not like straight edge. I drink beer, but I don't drink like a lot. I don't drink often. I'll maybe have like a beer a week 
and I've like never like smoked. I've never done a single type of drug. I've never, you know, done done the, the ciggies as the no one says. Um, and I feel like a lot of it is just because like like when I got around, I would like you know socially drink and stuff in like high school because it was still like you were still under. I mean, not, I wouldn't I mean, do that I at all. So I don't know what you're talking about. Stop pointing guns at me. Anyways, officer, uh, when I when I got to like freshman year of college a lot of that got burned like the bad stuff that got burned into my brain uh happened because there was a point in so i get like in college i was in a room and and, in a 10 man room so basically there was four bed we walk through the door and then it splits off into four bedrooms where i was in a room with two other people and so it was like two bedrooms of two two bedrooms of three where it was two bunk be- uh you know a bunk bed and a single bed but only two desks so there was two desks in the middle of the room for those other three people like me uh and throughout the course of the year it went by the end of the year it went from 10 people in that dorm to four people in that dorm <laughs> with one room completely Jeez. empty one room with two people in it one room with one one room with one <laughs> And and all for various reasons, but a lot of it went down to like drug usage and over excessive drinking. Like near the end, like the last two people were just like basically waking up late every morning, going to class. And when they get back immediately, like shotgunning beers in the bathroom and then just getting, getting drunk and smoking all the rest of the day. And I was just like, you know, this this really turned me off to <laughs> doing drugs or drinking or whatnot, because it's just like, man, I don't that it was just it became a point where it became sad to watch. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fun experience. No, it was not. It was not a lot. And it was not a great year. Uh, that's why I transferred schools. And that's what put me on the, the life trajectory I'm on now. But uh, so it, Chad Gable. <laughs> anyways, that's my PSA. If you're going to drink, do it around fun people instead of sad people like I saw. Uh, anyways, <laughs> is that my advice? Is that the, is that, the, is that the good news, the takeaway from that story? Anyways, so the Chad Gable versus Tony Nese match. Chad Gable wins. Sort of unsurprising there. Yeah. Um, we move right along into a match or sorry, into a segment where after the match, Brian grabs the mic. He congratulates Gable on his win, reminds him on being the future of the business. Brian says that Edge's pride will be his downfall when I beat you this Sunday. Edge's music hits. Uh, you think Ed- you know him. Edge comes down and congratulates Gable as well. And Edge apologized to him on what he's going to do to Brian this Sunday. He says, Brian, I'm not here to fight you. That can wait for Sunday. Uh, I came down to tell you to your face why you are wrong. You know, just like Rollins before you, you believe very strongly in the future of this business. You want WWE Survive, just like I do. You're even training people like Gable to become the future. You say that I'm prideful. You say that I need to hang up my boots. We're all, I'm putting my money on the table. My career is on the line this Sunday. If I lose, I go back to Canada. You know, spend more time with my future, my wife and daughter. You know, wrestling is in my life, is in my, what? Wrestling is my life and in my blood, Brian. You have no idea how much I want this. I gave that Canadian life up to be here in this ring. 
The sacrifice I have made to come back is astronomical. And that sacrifice apparently doesn't mean squat to you. So this Sunday, I'll prove to you how much this all means to me. I'll prove to you why I am a Hall of Famer. I'll prove to you why I belong here. Uh, Suddenly, Chad Gable attacks Edge from behind with a chair, just like last week. Uh, Gable then puts Edge in a knee bar. Brian claps on Gable and squats down beside Edge and says, Edge, at TLC, I will end your career once and for all, and then maybe I can teach your daughter a couple pointers from a true wrestler. Oh, Jesus. Making it personal. Don't bring the family into this. Yeah, you heel. I can't wait Beth Phoenix to make an appearance this Sunday. You heel. Big all healing. How dare you? You brought the family into this. Now it's personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta make it personal. Gotta, gotta make it personal over here. Especially the TLC Damn. much. Uh, I like it. Moving right along into a backstage... Oh, sorry, a video package. A school bell rings, and you see a chalkboard that says, Ref School Consistency. R-Truth enters the classroom late uh, and apologizes again to ref Charles Robinson. Uh, Truth looks around the room and sees that he's the only one there. He asks if he's actually early. Uh, Robinson, however, confirms that Truth is in fact late. Uh, Robinson uh, asks Truth how did he think he did last week. Uh, Truth says that he felt pretty good. You know, he counted to three, raised MVP's arm, knocked out of the park. Uh, Robinson tells Truth that that's good feeling, but he missed a vital thing, consistency. Last week, your count was getting faster and faster and faster. See, the thing about being a referee is you have to be unnoticeable, but also right. You can't come out dancing. You can't mess up the count. We have the final say in these matches, and if we mess up, those superstars are going to be mad at us. Truth apologizes. The most words Charles Robinson has spoken probably ever. That's right, getting the monologue in. Uh, Truth apologizes uh, and asks if anyone got mad. Uh, Robinson tells Truth that he got a note from Tommaso Ciampa saying that uh, you lost him his match and that he's coming after you. A strongly worded letter from Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah. No, a strongly worded threat. Uh, You lost your match and I'm coming after you. Uh, We don't need the heat on us, refs, Truth. Uh, but until then, we need to work on a three count. Robinson goes underneath the desk and grabs one of those old school metronomes and uh, puts on a table and then uh, <laughs> ticks it. And then, boom, that's the end of the segment. Incredible. I love Charles Robinson's way of teaching. Yes. Yes. Well, you got to get the three counts. They got to be consistent. You know, one, two, three. You know, you got to be consistent with it. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, exactly. three exactly. Mississippi. Um, what, uh, what I was going to do? Oh, I was going to... I'll do that actually next. But uh, next up we have a match. It's One Nation taking on a team of Lindsay Dorado and Oni Lorcan. Ooh, all right. Um, uh, with the winner being One Nation. Ooh, One Nation coming out strong over on Raw. Yes. Uh, after the match and classic One Nation fashion recently, Tazawa goes to break Lindsay Dorado's leg. Oh, no. But Oni Lorcan, uh, despite being upset with Lindsay Dorado last week, uh, stops Tazawa from doing it. But then okay. Oni Lorcan gives the One Nation salute. <gasps> oh, double, no. Double pat on the chest, one finger up. Throw him up, Throw baby. Him up. <laughs> 
Uh, Tozawa and Cruz uh, look at each other and smile. Um, Cruz uh, hits his chest twice, but instead of one finger up, he puts out his thumb and it goes down. Oh, no. Suddenly, Tomasa Champa comes out and attacks Lorcan from behind. Whoa, what? Champa does the One Nation salute and hits Lorcan with the fairy tale ending. Tozawa goes to breaks. Oh, Tozawa breaks Dorado's arm. He goes to breaks Lorcan's or sorry, leg, I should say. He goes to break Lorcan's leg. But uh, someone's going to make the save here. You know, someone's going to make the save. We talked about it last week. Heavy machinery run out and save Oni Lorcan. All right, so we got the weird plot twist of like, oh no, it's only lurking in one nation. Oh no, now it's Tommaso Ciampa. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The double twist, the double turn. The, the fake out. The, the, the fake out into a turn, into a save. Incredible. So now, so now Tommaso Ciampa is, has joined One Nation. Correct. Interesting. Correct. The things to learn from this segment. Tommaso Ciampa has joined One Nation. Lince Dorado has a broken leg. <laughs> I'll, I'll get changed. I'm going to change all of it. He's going to have a broken arm. A broken arm is easier. Uh, apparently, those take six weeks while legs are much longer. So uh, six weeks. Lince Dorado, Dorado will be has out. a broken arm. Oni Lorcan kind of almost turned. Yes, but uh, Heavy Machinery makes the save on uh, Oni Lorcan. Interesting. So now we got a trio One Nation. Yes, with a with a possible trio of heavy machinery and Oni Lorcan. Oh, broken leg takes about six to eight weeks for a minor fracture. Well, I'm still going to do an arm instead, make it easier. You know, we're doing we're doing Pentagon <laughs> Lucha Underground stuff here. Lindsay's going to be out for six weeks. Uh, we're going to officially announce it this Sunday at the pay-per-view for TLC. It's going to be one nation versus heavy machinery and Oni Lorcan. I got what what's a good name for um heavy machinery and only Lorcan? Hmm. Is there uh, I don't know. There's something maybe something to throw them up or something. Uh state meet them up, stake them up. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about though, however, with Oni Lorcan and heavy machinery. <laughs> there's something about heavy machinery and only Lorcan that just feels right to me. I yeah, don't know what I don't, it is. I think, it, they, I think they share the same energy. Yeah, there's a real energy that, like, like it's, he's like the serious one of the three, but he's he I fits the energy there. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like Oni Lorkin and um, Otis kind of like have the same the same vibe. Yeah, it's uh, it's real, real, it's real strange here. I can I can see what you mean though. It like it like kind of makes sense. Yes. Yes, I also want to announce here a match that, uh, you know, I should have announced officially last week after the result of the match. But uh, I'm going to announce it here at uh, TLC because they defeated the champions. It's going to be LLC defending their Raw Tag Team titles against Ali and Alexander. Nice. Just want to uh, announce that as well, since I forgot to do that last week. Um, Move right along. We get a backstage interview with Sheena Baszler. Baszler's asked about a possible opponents for TLC. Should have said it at the top of the show, but the main event tonight is going to be Rhea Ripley versus Candice LeRae versus Liv Morgan in a number one contenders triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Okay. So Shannon Baszler's asked about those opponents. She says that Candice LeRae uh, would be a lot of fun to mess with. She acts tough, but isn't. She's never faced me. There's no idea what it means to be tough. 
You know, I'm going to rip those rip those pinky. Uh, uh, what are the uh, pixie wings off her back? Uh, rip off Brutal. her arm and retain my title. Um, boop, 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 boop. Uh, she says that she's already beaten Liv Morgan. So why is she even getting a title shot? Uh, fair. Uh, when asked about Rhea Ripley, Baszler says that she's just facing a bunch of losers who have uh, no place stepping in the ring with me. That ring is my domain. That is my turf. Uh, and if you think you're any type of man, you should walk away right now. I don't care if you think you're not afraid, you are foolish and deserve what is coming to you. All right. All right. Big words from Shayna Baszler. Yes, yes, yes. Moving right along, we got a uh, six-man tag action. Ricochet, Ali, and Alexander taking on MVP and LLC. I guess the full LLC faction there. With um, Ricochet, Ali, and Alexander picking up the win when Ali okay. pins MVP. All right. All right. Another big win for Ali and Alexander. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sort of. And maybe, maybe for now, putting uh, LLC behind them. Well, depending. Well, there's got a title shot this weekend, but uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. Also, oh wait, what am I talking about? There's two title shots in this match. Uh, <gasps> Ricochet is ta- Ricochet is defending his title to MVP, and Ali and Alexander taking on LLC. So, uh, Ooh, will LLC be draped in gold by the end of TLC? Potentially. Um, moving right along, WWE Champion Keith Lee. Uh, moving right along, uh, sorry, Potential was, LC. Yes, T. Uh, it's T. Lee C. Is that a joke I should have made at some point with, eh. with Keith Lee? <laughs> it's, uh, it's no, it's T. O. C. Moving right along, we got the triple threat match for the number one contenders match for the Raw Women's Championship. Reed Ripley, Candice LeRae, Liv Morgan, winner of whom, of course, will be taking on Shayna Baszler. For the Raw Women's Championship at TLC and just a straight singles. Uh, and that winner is going to be none other than Candice LeRae. All right. Yes. Big win for Candice. Big win for Candice. Big win for Candice. Candice pins uh, Morgan here. Um, okay. So, so good on her. Uh, but yes, big win. Another match. I think that's all my matches announced officially, but we'll get to that part later. All right. Uh, speaking of a match announced, we got a contract signing to close out Monday Night Raw between Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. Keith uh, Lee and Roman Reigns. Big yeah. contract signing here. Yes, Keith Lee tells I Roman. Wonder, there's, hmm, they're setting up for a tables match, and they're having a contract signing. Yes. I wonder what's going to happen. No, they're obviously going to sign the contract all peacefully. I think that's... They're going to sign the contract and leave. Yeah, exactly. No words spoken. Anyways, Keith Lee talks to Roman and says that uh, uh, you believe yourself to be the rightful WWE champion going so far as kidnapping me. Here's the thing, Roman. You aren't ruthless. Uh, You are a coward. If you had any respect for yourself, your own skill level, you would have just challenged me, Roman. Uh, but you were scared of someone you say isn't ruthless. Someone you say is not a rightful champion. You were scared of me. Uh, at TLC, I will put you through a table just like this one and prove to you who is who rightfully belongs at the head of the table. Dang. Uh, Roman goes to sign the contract. Before he does, he says that he needs his legal counsel to look over the contract. Out comes Paul Heyman. There it is. Yeah, you got to do it. Why not? I'll do it. Who cares? <laughs> He's a Paul Heyman guy now. Technically exists, and I think it works in a feud here. 
Um, it, it, I, I did it not just because we are going to pair up Heyman and Roman and make the whole character in real life work here too, but because it also mm. works together, but also in storyline in my universe, it also makes sense, I think. There you go. Uh, and I'll explain why. Heyman walks out and looks over the contract. He whispers something to Roman and grabs the mic. Heyman says that, Mr. Lee, uh, you call my client a coward, and that is simply slanderous. Uh, I was out of a job, and Mr. Reigns here brought me back out of nothing. He wasn't scared of our past relationship. He never showed fear, fear once to my previous client. Uh, he is not scared. He is a leader. He leads those around him to strive better. He sets the bar, and you, my friend, you do not. I picked you as a potential challenger for my previous client because you showed what? potential. You had the capabilities to be the next big thing in this what? business. And guess what? I was right, Mr. Lee. Uh, you sit here before us as the current WWE champion. And to make another prediction, Mr. Lee, you don't have what it takes to beat Roman Reigns. Uh, Mr. Reigns is going to... Wait, what are I right here? <laughs> uh, Rain, Roman Reigns is going to beat going to beat you oh my god I typed this way too fast Roman Reigns is going to beat you for his WWE Championship and when he does well that's why I'm here you see I arranged the previous championship contract before, between Roman and my previous client and in that contract Roman was not allowed to wrestle for the WWE Championship while Brock Lesnar was champion you know, you were the one that took down Brock, causing that clause to be, you know, null and void, bringing us here today. If you lose Keith Lee, you are no longer allowed to challenge for the WWE Championship. Full stop. What is this, AEW? Yes. Full, no. Full stop. Not Roman as champion. Not, you know, as, not, uh, I don't know, Drew McIntyre as champion. Not Brock Lesnar as champion. You can never challenge for the WWE Championship ever again. And seeing that you've already signed the contract, I presume you took proper counsel to approve my changes. You see, you may not be ruthless, Mr. Lee, but we are. Uh, and this Sunday, you will find out find that out firsthand. Heyman proceeds to leave, but Roman stops him. Uh, Roman tells Heyman that he doesn't leave until he's ready to leave. Uh, Roman turns to Keith Lee and says that I will beat you this Sunday. I will become the WWE champion again, and you will respect my head of the table. Roman then slaps Keith Lee across the face, and him and Paul Heyman leave. Keith Lee, stunned, flips the table, raises the WWE championship, trying to final forward of moment of bravado before their tables match this Sunday. So you're telling me no one went through that table? Not a single person. You're a liar. Not a single person went through that table. It got flipped. That's got the best flipped. I can do for you. It, it was dramatically flipped. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Hey, if you're going to want to, if you want to see someone get pulled, put through a table, you got to pay for the pay per view this Sunday on the WWE Network. <laughs> it's not my problem. You want to see somebody go through a table? You're going to pay ten dollars a month. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to have to sign up for the WWE Network if you want to see someone go through a table. Why am I giving it on free TV? Why, why would I do that? So, yes, contract signing between it's Keith Lee. Contract signing between Keith Lee, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns relationship. Paul puts over Keith Lee as the guy that took down Brock 
Um, you know, even though Paul Heyman picked Keith Lee to do such a, a thing, um, new clause, new clause in the contract, um, uh, stating that if Roman wins, Keith Lee can never challenge for the WWE championship again. And, uh, Roman, uh, makes the final call there, just slapping Keith Lee in the face. Jesus. Uh, but that, what a, what a rude dude. Yes. That is Monday night raw for you, Mikey thoughts on the program. I liked it a lot. Definitely lots of build for TLC coming up since we're on the go home show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's getting heated over there over on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Got to turn up Tensions the heat. Are flaring. Got to turn up the heat. Uh, any comments, thoughts on any of the uh, or concerns or whatever on any of the uh, segments or matches, storylines. I really like the end contract signing. Uh, everyone expects the table break, but n- nobody gets it. You just get a dramatic table flip and Roman completely disrespecting Keith Lee. Yes. Uh, I like Candice LeRae winning. I think that's cool. Candice LeRae going on to take on Shayna Baszler. Um, I just like Raw in general. You really knocked it out of the park with this go-home show. Yes, I, I, I feel like... Uh, I, I feel like I did. A, I really worked hard here. I wasn't re- necessarily the most confident in this card, but I feel like I did a good enough job to really, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like my last week's card was better. Um, maybe, but uh, this week I feel like it was good enough for me to be like, yep, I think this was good to set up the go home show for TLC, which, uh, you know, we'll talk about, we'll talk about all of those matches uh, when we get to SmackDown, I'm guessing. But uh, speaking of SmackDown, you know, let's get to it. Yeah, let's. So, coming to Friday night, we got the show opener, and it's the Firefly Funhouse music hitting. Okay. Hold on, I lost my I lost my place already. Great, love that. <laughs> it's the Firefly Funhouse, and or is it? Hold on, let me double check. Just <laughs> what is what is the Firefly Funhouse? Okay, what is? Let me look up. And I got Bray Wyatt, and he's got a mask on, or doesn't? No, he doesn't. He's is it fireflies. You don't have to, Ryan. We can edit this out, Ryan. You I, don't have to. I'm live. You can't edit me out. The Firefly Funhouse music hits, and we see Bray Wyatt on the screen on the Titantron, and he says. Hello, my fireflies. I'm so happy you're all here with me today. Today in the funhouse. I, I went into like world eater Bray for a second there. You, yeah, you went a little like weirdly southern, which I guess Hold is on. world yeah, eater I went, Bray. Like, I went like old school Bray Wyatt there. Hold on. Let me try that. Let me take that again. Yes. Hello, my fireflies. I am so happy you're all here with me today. Today in the funhouse, we have a lesson in all of a sudden Bray gets cut off by Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Butt. Mercy the Buzzard having argument about something. Bray comes over and break up the argument, and we see Ramblin' Rabbit in a pot and Mercy wearing a chef's hat. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 what seems to be the problem here? Ramblin' Rabbit Rabbit says, Mercy invited me over for lunch. I didn't know I was going to be the lunch. I want out. (laughs) Bray says, Mercy, is that true? Yeah, it's true. I was just so hungry. He looks so yummy. Bray says, Mercy, that's not very respectful of Rabbit's feelings, is it? Mercy shakes his head. No, I guess I didn't show him much respect, did I? I'm sorry, Rabbit. Ramblin' Rabbit says, It's okay, buddy. I wasn't very respectful of how hungry you were either. The two make up, and Bray says, Today, 
here in the fire and here in the Firefly Funhouse, we learned a little lesson about respect. I think I know a friend who needs to learn a little something about that. Please, Roman Reigns is on. Roman Reigns is on uh, Raw. How dare you te- try to teach my my n- number one contender less about it? Respect. Listen, I was doing this. I, w- I I started teasing this last week with uh uh that la- last week or two weeks ago. There was a promo with Sami Zayn, and he said he garners more respect than the fire than just Bray coming up on the Titan Tron every week. Oh, so you're saying that I steal your ideas? Anyways, <laughs> we'll see how this plays out then. Bray walks over to a cutout of Sami Zayn with a universal title. Sami here says that I should respect him. Why do I keep going country? <laughs> You're going like deep southern country too. Why do I it's, keep doing that? It's like real. I don't know why, but it's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Sami here says that I should respect him more. What's, what Sami doesn't know is that respect is a two-way street. And I sure would feel much better if he respected me too. I think I may have just the solution for that. Bray's innocent smile twists into a maniacal grin and the lights flicker and we're in the fiend's realm now. The cutout of Sami Zayn is now headless and the fiend stands in the middle of the fun, the fun house and the fiend speaks and says, let me in as the camera cuts. Well, fairly obvious that we're gonna have the fiend teach respect, which is weird. I like yeah, the idea, yeah. I, I tried to go for the fact like the, the way to teach Sami Zayn respect is by letting the fiend in. Ah, I see, I see, I see. I like it. I like I like where this is going. I, I don't I'll be honest, like face ish, I guess fiend is always been weird to me. But you know, uh I like I think you did a good job here. I love the Ramblin' Rabbin bit. Uh, I don't know why it with, popped with me Mercy so hard. the buzzer trying to cook Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah, I don't know why that popped me so hard, but it did. <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't be proud of it, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. That was a good job. Thank you. Uh, it was, it's hard writing. It's hard writing for the fiend, right? You're right. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's 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 hard to get in the mindset a little bit. Yeah. All right, so we have match number one after that uh, opening segment. We have Bianca Belair taking on Natalia. But during the during the match, uh, Natalia keeps trying to put Bianca Belair away, but can't. No matter what she does, Bianca keeps kicking out or escaping her submission holds, what have you. Mm-hmm. This pisses Natalia off. Natalia goes under the ring, grabs a chair, and she starts to go after Bianca. But before she could do any damage, Naomi runs. She runs out from the crowd and snatches the chair out of Natalia's hand. Uh, and while Natalia is distracted by Naomi, uh, Bianca Belair is able to hit her finisher and get the win over Natalia. Hey, good job, good job, Bianca. Yeah. So we got Bianca getting a win over Natalia because Naomi uh, came and snatched the chair out of Natalia's hand. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. After that, we have a backstage interview with uh, Fish and O'Reilly about their ladder match at TLC. Uh, and Fish says, we aren't worried about it a bit. We've been in multiple ladder matches and have a ton of experience and know the pain of a ladder match, and we're ready for it. O'Reilly says, yeah, and besides, we're the best team SmackDown and even the WWE has to offer right now. Who's going to be able to take us down? No one. 
We'll leave TLC exactly how we walked in with gold around our waists, and that is undisputed. It always ha- it always seems to be undisputed. Everything seems to be undisputed at some point. I mean, yeah, they're undisputed era. Wait, what? <laughs> what? 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 Who? <laughs> After that, we have uh, the finals of the uh, tag team eliminator. Yes. With Morrison and Andrade taking on the New Day in the number one contenders match. Yes, yes, yes. And in this one, Morrison and Andrade pick up the victory. Yes, my boys. Morrison and Andrade get the win over the New Day and move on to to the ladder match at TLC against Undisputed Era for the Tag Team Championships. There we go, my boys. Uh, I wish I, I wish I was the one that give, has given them the number one contendership, but uh, <laughs> alas, it has to be on SmackDown. Morrison Andrade versus Undisputed Era in a ladder match. I feel like has a lot of potential to be great. You know, mm-hmm. just with yeah, like me too. I'm very excited about it. You know, with Undisputed Era's experience in wrestling, and also I guess with ladder matches in a weird way. I feel like they I feel like they've just been in a lot of ladder matches in NXT. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um and then couple that with Morrison's experience in ladder matches. You know, he won the IC title in our universe in a ladder match at WrestleMania. Um couple that all those money in the bank matches exactly exactly never won but he you know he had a lot of ladder match experience couple that with andrade which i don't think andrade has had a lot of ladder matches that i can think of maybe in our universe possibly i can't just mm-hmm. remember off the bat but he i feel like can do very well i think andrade well, i think he's been in money in the bank matches a couple times but He's I think he has, you know, he has some ladder match experience as well. And I think just his moveset works with ladder matches for some reason. I don't know. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, after that, we have a video package which airs, which shows the history between Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Like all that they've been through and accomplished in the WWE up to this point hypes up their and it hypes up their match at TLC. OK, so officially we're officially stating it as well. There's going to be yes. Banks versus Flair. Yeah, so we got we got that quick video package showing like their their history together through NXT and whatever coming up, mm-hmm. and all of their accomplishments, title reigns, and it just shows it just shows off how good they both are, and that this match is going to be pretty big at TLC. Yes, 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 yes. And it's just a normal match, right? It's not a, any sort of uh, gimmick. No, it's just a normal, just a normal one on one match. Yeah. Okay. After that. We have a video. Well, oh, sorry. The video after the video package, we have Charlotte Flair taking on Asuka uh, in a one-on-one match, and Charlotte Flair picks up the victory after the match. Charlotte Flair grabs a mic. She says, "Charlotte Flair grabs a mic after the match, and she says, come this Sunday, where where Asuka is right now is where Sh- Sasha Banks is going to be. No one can step up to the Queen.'" Sasha takes a little bit of offense to that and comes to the ring and the two get in each other's faces, start yelling at each other until it boils over and they start to beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> Sasha gets Charlotte Flair on the announce table, then Sasha goes to the top rope and does a frog splash and puts Charlotte through the table. Cool, oh my And God. Sasha stands tall. 
Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, big big end to this uh this brawl. Yeah, I like that. That was big old ending. You know, nice little uh a lot of nice stuff there. Uh big old pull apart brawl with a someone getting frog splashed through a table. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That is what I'm talking about. After that, we have a backstage interview with uh, an interviewer knocking on Sami Zayn's locker room door. Sami's not answering after a while, and the knocks get more and more intense, and then Sami finally opens the door, looking absolutely terrified, uh, and he says, what? What do you want? The interviewer says, I just wanted to ask you about how you feel about Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Sami glares at the interviewer and says, oh, you want to know how I feel about what he said? Well, here's how I feel, and he slams the door of the interviewer's face. I mean, there we go. I mean, he's not wrong. He told you how he feels, which is slam. Uh, and then the interviewer sadly walks away, knowing they're probably not going to get any more out of Sandy's Zayn. No. But the takeaway here is that uh, he's going to poop his pants, probably. The yeah, it if, seems like it. I mean, I would imagine that in this segment, he was, you know, he was wearing a shirt, but we couldn't see his pants. So we just have to, we just, I mean, I hate to say it, Sami Zayn, but we just have to assume we've pooped your pants. Yeah, we just have to assume, right? It's the only, it's the only logical explanation. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I think it's just, it, it you know, I hate to do it to Sami Zayn, you know, the universal champion, but I think, I think it's better for the world to know that universal champion in official canon, according to me, the head writer of Raw, that uh, Sami Zayn has pooped his pants. Yeah. Definitely important to know. And the fact that you are the universal champion is pooping his pants backstage. Yes. And, and, you know, or maybe I think maybe we'll make it even the segment even better with, uh, you know, she walks into the bathroom and he's like blow drying his pants because uh, he, uh, because of the, you know, the, the poop, he tried to wash it out. And then, you know, now his pants are wet, but he needs to dry his pants. So anyway, next match. (laughs) 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 So, we have match number four. We have Sheamus taking on Elias in a non-title match. And Sheamus gets the victory. Uh, he gets the victory, however, by uh, at one point, Sheamus and Elias are both in the ring and uh, they end up hitting the referee. Sheamus gets Elias up for a white noise and like spins him and Elias kicks the ref out by accident. Oh, shit. Uh, so the, the two start brawling and uh, Sheamus grabs a chair. And uh, when Elias gets up, he throws on the chair and then bro kicks the chair into Elias's face and wins yeah. that way. Yeah, nice. Um, gets the win there. And Owens is watching from the back, you know, with his, uh, you know, just watching from the back, observing his, his opponent for mm-hmm. TLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So and then after that match, we're going to roll right into our main event. We have the main event match, Styles and Balor taking on Rollins and Mastiff in a tag team match, which we I think we all saw coming. <laughs> yes, but also huge, huge reunion. Ready for this? Ready for this? I feel like this is the first time in this entire history they've been doing the show where we had Styles and Balor in a tag team match. In a tag team? It's yeah. the Bullet Club, baby. Yeah. But I, instead of the Bullet Club, you know, you know what we're gonna call them? Not actually, but I have a funny name for them. What's that? 
phenomenal. Huh? Huh? That's as good as when the internet was like, hey, can we put Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler in a tag team together? That way we can call them Dolph Finn. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Finzag or something. <laughs> Finzag. <laughs> I like Finzag. <laughs> I like Dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah, I, I. so I'm looking it up on Cage Match real quickly. We have the Phenomenal ones. Phenomenal ones are great. Phenomenal club. Let's just make it the whole, tie the whole club together. Uh, so looking back, I went all the way back to 2015, which is when AJ Styles, I believe, arrived to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only had one match where they've been interacted, and it was at TLC 2017, where it was, it was uh, I think it was... Balor was going to take on Wyatt, I think was that match. Mm-hmm. I think it was that match where Balor was going to take on Wyatt and then they re- they replaced him with AJ Styles instead. And everyone was like, oh, this is way better. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the arrival of Sister Abigail. This is way better. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so that is the only interaction they've had in the past five years ever. In our universe, I can't speak to it, but I want to say they've they've definitely interacted. They definitely had matches against each other. I don't know if they've ever had a one on one against each other, but I don't definitely don't think they've ever tagged against each other because Styles was heel, probably, and Balor was face. So I think they're on the other mm. side. So now look where we are. A couple years, a couple years yeah. later, now they're tagging. We have Styles and Balor taking on Rollins and Master the Disciples, and in this main event match, Styles and Balor pick up the victory. Yeah, Styles and Balor. After they win, they celebrate, get both their hands raised, and then they look at each other for a second, kind of, kind of give the nod of acknowledgement that you that you have so that you have now spoiled for me, and they do, and they hit the two sweet to each other. Yeah, baby, that's that's interesting. Now, now he, that's the question, Mikey. Is where? Do they go? Where do the phenomenal ones go from here? The phenomenal ones. Do they stay a team? Not, do they not move official. on? No, not official. No, damn. Fi- not official name, but also TM, 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 TM. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the phenomenal ones get the victory. And then we have our main event segment. After that, after their loss, Rollins is pissed and he's yelling at Mastiff and berating him. Mastiff has had enough and he attacks Rollins. Yeah throws him down hits it throws it throws him around starts beating him down yeah and they end up on they end up on the outside where mastiff spears rollins through the barricade yeah and medics medics rush to rollins after the beatdown and separate mastiff and mastiff walks away uh now a lone wolf doing the mastiff singles run here baby and yeah. Rollins is seemingly off tv for a while the bomber dave mastiff taken out the Messiah, the Friday Night Delight. What was his name? Uh, the Shepherd of SmackDown. The Savior, no, Savior of SmackDown. Savior of SmackDown, SmackDown Shepherd. What they they both work? Yes, uh, I love it. I love my my big boy, my big meaty boy, Dave Mastiff, getting a getting a separating from Rollins, getting a little kind of maybe a little push. Maybe I want to see mm. him take on Sheamus. I think that's, you know, get some UK action up in here. I don't, I don't know if oh, it's yeah. necessarily UK. Uh, I think Mastiff is Scottish. 
uh, I looked up Mastiff and I got the dog. I'll <laughs> I don't know what you expected. <laughs> Me neither. I expected Google to know that I'm looking up based on my recent other searches to know I'm looking for the wrestler. Um, <laughs> but I think Mastiff breaking it from Rollins is interesting. I think, you know, the obvious thing is, first off, we should say congratulations to uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins uh, celebrating yes, the birth of their new they're, child. They're, they're parents now. Yes, Roe is into this into life. That's awesome. Got, got to talk about, Mikey, how the future of wrestling is female uh, between Triple H's kids, all of the Shields kids. Um, I can probably name and oh, uh, Brian's kids. Um, a lot of female, a lot of female children of current wrestlers. So you got to get excited about the future. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to get the people what they want. And what they want is more baby picks. I want to see baby picks. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah. What's the, the ba- what's the baby's name? What did they end up naming it? I forgot. Roe. R-O-U-X. Interesting. Yes. Is it Roe or is it like 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 Rue? Like, like the cooking thing? Probably the flatter. <laughs> uh, you know, the mixture of fat and flour used in making sauces. Making uh, making sauces, making bechamels. Yes, but I assume, I assume it's probably some. I I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that's what they've named it at the very least. But uh, I, I I'm glad you know you gave you gave Stefan's the father some time away from WWE, spent up the children. The brings mm-hmm. up the question is when now that Becky Lynch and Rollins are off TV, off our universe. The question is when will they return? I don't know when will they return. That is a great question. And that's yeah. A lot of people are guessing that like, oh, Becky Lynch had her baby. Now she can return in January for the Royal Rumble. It's like, whoa, relax. Yeah, I I think I it, it's you know it, it is you know maternity leave and fraternity leave are still different in America than the rest of the world. But I could easily see Rollins returning at the Royal Rumble now. Mm-hmm. Um. I can easily I could, you know, people say that, like, you know, have her return at the Royal Rumble. I could see her return at the Royal Rumble, but then like she's like gone for another month, Mm -hmm. you know, just like one night, do a thing and then leave for a bit and then build up to WrestleMania. I don't know. It's it's still, you know, they've give her give her time. I don't want to like push her to do all these things. I imagine based on photos of her working out while uber pregnant i imagine she's ready to return she's in probably in great shape yeah so uh once once she gets once she uh feels once she feels ready we'll love to see her back i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if she's back by wrestlemania though yeah i I think i think that's a more realistic expectation than next month (laughs) exactly um but rollins is the interesting thing i could see him coming back as as wrestlemania opponent you know, in real life, he's on SmackDown. I think you can easily have him come back, win the Rumble, and have him face uh, Roman Reigns. I think that could be fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, they're thinking of Goldberg, so that's Ugh. whatever. Which means we might have Goldberg and Brock. There's two reports saying that Goldberg might be at WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar might be at WrestleMania. And get ready, Mikey, for the return of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar to our storylines. I hope they go against each other so I can completely ignore the match. Currently, the the I hope they don't put them in any actual storylines that make them fight each other again. According to the Observer, the most recent idea was it? No, it was not the Observer. It was WrestleVotes. I want to say on Twitter, 
that said that it looks like it's going to be Goldberg versus Roman. Uh, Observer says that it could instead be Brian, um, which I think would be way better. Um, Daniel Bryan. So I, I don't want Goldberg versus Roman because Roman because doesn't make either, sense. Doesn't make sense. Either either Roman's gonna win in in thirty seconds and I'm gonna be upset, or Goldberg's gonna win in thirty seconds and I'm going to be furious. The frustration about Goldberg and Brock Lenzer is that they just like get the WrestleMania Championship main title spot because they can, they do, but it doesn't make any freaking sense. Like it should be Daniel Bryan. It, that would make the most sense. Yep. Um, you know, people are pushing for Big E, but it doesn't make any sense right now. Besides, he's a singles guy. He should win the IC title, maybe at WrestleMania. But you know, I don't see him winning the world. It just like you know, he hasn't been built up enough yet. Yeah. And you know, with Kofi Kingston, they built him up in, over the course of like a month. But still, I mean, they gave him the Daniel Bryan treatment, right? Yeah, maybe. Basically, kind of. Um, but yeah, give put that. And then uh, the idea for Brock Lenzer was McIntyre, Brock Lenzer, Keith Lee as a, a triple threat. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, hold on. That's not. That's hold not on, bad, wait, though. I, I might be okay with that. <laughs> it's like, wait, hold on. That's and that's the other thing about Brock Lenzer matches for me. All right, it's all like, right, if Brock wants to come back, I'll give him a pass for that. <laughs> yeah, the tw- I'll, the hit- I'll shift my I'll shift my ire away from Brock Lesnar for that match. Fickle, fickle. <laughs> Dana Bryan was always right. Fickle. Uh, Listen, no, that's a good match. Look, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, like, like. The thing is, I think we've we've established on this show before. I'm okay with Brock when he cares about a match. When yeah. when Brock is doing well, Brock is good, and I like Brock's matches. Like Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor was yes. great. I think Love it's also Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Great. I think it's fair to say that, like, just in general. The character and build and storyline love that Brock Lesnar gets is dumb, but the when you know it's pay per view time and Brock Le- Red Lenzer is out there to wrestle, great, <laughs> I'm there Brock for Brock delivers. It. Brock delivers. I'm I'm completely there for but it. But don't but don't give me Brock Roman for the forty fifth time, or don't give me a thirty second match between Brock and Goldberg. That's just gonna be oh he spears him, oh he fives him, oh the match is over. Exactly, which is probably well, but that's the thing is Goldberg has always been that, uh, which is dumb. Which is I don't, which is why I don't like Goldberg, and I don't know why people like Goldberg. He's so fucking boring. Uh, to I to to be fair, we did not grow up with WCW. We I, I which did he is, do the same shit in WCW? Didn't he win all of his matches in like a minute anyway? Yeah, and it was apparently awesome back then. <laughs> Why? I don't that know. So I, dumb. I don't know. Neither of us have watched WCW. I can't speak it to that. It sounds so stupid. Yeah, I really want to do a WCW watch to fill in that gap of memory in my brain. Not memory, but gap of wrestling not knowledge in my brain. Because mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, WCW back in the day and all this other stuff. And then it's like, man, I should probably just sit down and watch a lot of this. <laughs> it's, it's hard when there's so much other new wrestling out. <laughs> Patreon content. Yeah, maybe that's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, back to hit the books. Um, so yeah, I like the push here, the single out with Mastiff. I want him as a singles push. Take on Sheamus. I think you got stuff there. He's already faced, so you could. Uh, but it could be True. Owens involved, and Mastiff versus Owens is also interesting to me in some way. 
uh, mm-hmm. big hoss fight. Um, I like Phenomenal One uh, getting a victory. Whether they stay in the tag team division or go their separate ways, I think is interesting. Uh, Zane scared. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot of takeaway from the Zane Funhouse Wyatt match. Not match, but uh, you know, it is. It's just a singles match, right? So my my question is: is Zane versus the Fiend, um, for the title? Is there any way the Zane could win? Is my question. That is my question right now. Because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's like the Fiend is the Fiend, and then what happens if Zane wins? You know, he's he's interacted with the Fiend. Um, I guess that's a concern, less than a comment. But I'm interested. I mean, well, he hasn't he hasn't interacted with the Fiend yet. Yes, but I'm saying right? at the pay per view when this happens at the pay per view. Yeah uh yeah that's why i'm like i'm but i'm not like mad or sad about it i'm like very much intrigued so i'm like i'm interested to see what what you pull out with him i love mm-hmm. morrison andrade getting uh getting the win here uh getting the title shot against era i think that i already talked about how that's great great flair and banks is looking good a lot of great stuff top to bottom and i think you know, last week you talked about how you didn't feel great about the matches that you put out. I think all of these matches top down are great. On paper, they looked great. Um, with a the, solid the only event. thing I was really concerned with was whether I was doing Zayn versus Wyatt or I was doing uh, Phenomenal Ones versus Rollins and Mastiff at TLC. Because mm-hmm. I only have like limited match slots. And I don't know. I don't know. It just felt weird not having the universal title defended at PLC. So I went down that route instead, even though there wasn't as much build behind that feud yet. You know, I don't know. No, I get that. I get that. And then then on the other hand, it's like it's a title match. So it's like it's like, oh, well, that should probably be a pay-per-view sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, speaking about pay-per-view, let's talk about this pay-per-view card. Why not? Yeah, why don't we? Uh, Don't tell me what to do. Uh... (laughs) Okay, so this is in no particular order. Running down the card real quickly for TLC this Sunday. That's right. There'll be a, a, a special bonus episode this Sunday. TLC coming your way, coming in hot this Sunday. Uh, this card this is what we got. This is a match card in no particular order. Uh, let's run it down. We're starting off the show with uh, the pre-show match, with one pre-show match, and that's going to be One Nation, the team of... The newly formed team, I should say, of Tommaso Ciampa, Apollo Cruz, and Akira Tozawa taking on Oni Lorcan and Heavy Machinery. The uh, duo that became a trio. Exactly right. After that, we got Max, we got the first, we got the after that, we got Edge versus Daniel Bryan in a TLC match. And if Bryan wins, Edge retires. Next up in a ladder match, uh, one third of a TLC match in a ladder match, Undisputed Era defend their SmackDown tag team titles against Morrison and Andrade. After that, we have Sheamus taking on Kevin Owens in the Intercontinental Championship match and its chairs match as well. Yes, it sounds feels like someone's arms going to be breaking. Oh, wait, that's one nation. Uh, Rowan Reigns versus Keith Lee. The form, figure out who the uh, head of the table is, who leads the Raw locker room. Is it Roman? Is it Keith Lee? For the WWE Championship in a tables match. Then we got the LLC taking on Ali and Alexander for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Then we got Sasha Banks taking on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. After that, we got Ricochet taking on MVP for the United States Championship. 
Uh, we for the Raw Women's Championship, we have Shayna Baszler defending her title against Candice LeRae. And then finally, we have the Fiend taking on Sami Zayn for the Universal Championship. Yes, a very nice card up and down here. It's you know on paper, this looks like a pretty good card. Gotta be honest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, in no particular order, like you said. Yes, 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 yes. But it's it looks pretty good. I gotta say, it looks pretty good. Uh, definitely excited for the possibilities here. Yeah, me too. It seems like it's going to be fun. Yeah, and you can listen to all of that, like we said, this Sunday uh, at TLC. Uh, so get ready, folks, for that when it comes out. Uh, but we're not done yet. We have one sort of final segment here, and that is the randomizer. Sorry for going long, oh, yeah. folks, but we got to finish up here. We're going a lot of rants as well today, so sorry about that. Yeah. But, uh, but we're ending up with the randomizer. Every single week on Twitter, you get to vote whose card was better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Um, you can vote on Twitter at CountOutPod. That's at CountOutPod. You can vote uh, every single weekend, basically say whose card you thought was better uh and let's get to it last week uh the winner was me monday night raw so for the first time finally god dang it uh i i've won the god dang poll so uh mikey you're getting that means that you lost which means i'm gonna roll the randomizer on your butt oh how dare you i can't believe my, my first loss officially yes here, here in season four. Yes. So take that. Eat a butt. Eat a butt biscuit. Extra gravy on the side. That's what's going to happen to you. I was, I was on an, I was on an undefeated. Or I guess I was technically on an undefeated streak. Ties don't count as losses, right? Yeah, I would say that. I mean, in a way, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a loss. I haven't lost. I didn't win every week, but I also haven't lost. This is true. Uh, the randomizer Until has now, spoken, Mikey, and this can be interesting, especially for the go home show, okay. or or also a pain in the ass. It could be both, though. Uh, you ha- you must add a segment. Add a segment. Yeah, someone went short in their match length, and so you now have to add a segment to hit the two hour mark. Okay, uh, that's that's actually pretty easy for me. I can do that right now if you want. Hit me. So. Uh, after Sheamus' match, we have Kevin Owens in the back watching the screen, and I'm going to add an interview there with Kevin Owens uh, about his TLC match coming up, or about his uh, chairs match coming up with Sheamus. Like, an interviewer catches him while he's watching the match. Owens says, this? This doesn't scare me. No. What, what scares me is how... When, how, on Sunday, no one's going to be able to stop me when I absolutely destroy Sheamus with a chair, take his title, and put him right back in that hospital he came out of. Nice. Nice, solid, solid promo from Owens. Yeah, I think that was a lot easier than I expected and hoped for, but uh, and I think it made the made the feud a little bit better, added a little more spice to the card, so god dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that wasn't too bad. No, not too bad at all. And there we go. That is the randomizers for today's episode um mm-hmm. before we go mikey what do you got to plug well i got a plug independent waters every wednesday you can check out me and zach batista's show where we go through the independent wrestling scene and pick out some gems of matches for you to watch 
and for us to review, uh, we give you we give you the rundown on 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 indie wrestling and uh, some cool matches you can check out if you're trying to get into it, like we are. We were we were two noobs when we two indie wrestling noobs when we started that show, and now and now we have blossomed into indie wrestling beginners. They're <laughs> doing our best to become experts in the the field. So come check that out every Wednesday and join us along on our journey to be to understand indie wrestling better and and enjoy more wrestling throughout this year. Yeah, I feel like independent waters is that if you are someone that happens to be listening to the show and you don't, you know, you've always been a WWE guy or you don't, you know, don't really know much about indie water, you know, independent world. And you're out there and you're thinking to yourself that, man, I, I maybe I feel like I need to watch some more independent wrestling or what, where should I go to get some ideas of what I should watch? I think independent waters is a great sort of tool because because like you said, you guys are all learning as as you're going. Um, so I think there's a lot of like cool, interesting, um, you know, cool, interesting aspects of like learning as you grow um, to the show. So, you know, go definitely go check out Indie Waters. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I want to hype up G1 and only we released uh, a couple weeks ago, I think at this point. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, we released uh, an episode uh, about the 1993 G1 climax. And this Sunday, this not the Sunday, this Monday, I should say, if I if my pull my calendar, make sure <laughs> I'm saying this all correctly and not uh, in, in incorrect order. But uh uh yeah so this monday we have an all-new episode uh it's it's actually a really good episode and it's about a person that no one knows anything about probably yoshiaku yoshiaki yatsu uh is what this episode is about uh but in in the 1994 g1 climax it was his only appearance there it's uh i you know it's obviously a wrestler that not many people have heard of he's very deep you know, he's not really a New Japan guy either, so it's a very deep cut. But uh, I feel like mm-hmm. it did a really good job putting together. So definitely go check it out. Definitely that, that sort of documentary style. And I think it did a definitely good job. But definitely also get ready, Mikey, for the episode after Yatsu, which is, uh, of course, the one and only, the nature boy himself, Ric Flair, which uh, <laughs> I'm excited about to get to. Yeah, um, he, I, I'm. I I love this show. Go check it out. It's super cool, super documentary style. You should if you if you like if you like uh, a little bit of a history with your wrestling, you're gonna love this show. I also am starting to realize that the show is much more than just like the history of like people that have been in the G1 only once, and there's like that aspect. I'm also quickly learning about how the show is like a like a hyper hyper focused history of watching new Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, like it feels like I'm tape trading right now. Hmm. <laughs> Basically like I feels like I'm old school tape trading and waiting in the mail for stuff to come in the mail. And, and then eventually at the end, it's going to be streaming. So <laughs> like, it's very interesting. It's, you know, it's going to be, I'm getting a history of technology as I go along. So it's very fun. That's so neat. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, join i'm like joining message boards so i can talk to people who have spoken about the 2000 g1 climax because mikey i swear to god i cannot find a single clip of the 2000 g1 climax i don't Jeez. know it and it was the first one that had like four blocks so there's like should be a lot more footage but i can't find anything on it and i found a message where with people talking about two people talking about the matches on it 
And I was like, wait a second. Do these matches exist? Hold on. I got to find this. So I they definitely am, do not. I am scouring the globe right now for the 2000 G1 Climax. More Jesus. specifically, more specifically with appearances by like, what is it? Like three guys or something. Uh, Brian Johnston, Hiro Saito and Tasuti Takaiwa. I don't know. I haven't learned how to pronounce these names yet, but it's just like Brian Johnston was like an MMA guy that joined. It's just like, this is ridiculous. But I, I'm like, I want to see this. I want to see these matches. How'd I get these? I can't find a single clip anywhere. Not even like of anything. I'm like, I guess the final is probably on uh, New Japan World. But, you know, Brian Johnston sadly never makes it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, go go check out my new episode this Monday with Yoshiaku, Yoshiaki Yatsu. It's very good. I think I slightly change up the format, very tinkered the format a little bit better. So I think it's very interesting. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at CountOutPod. <clears throat> like we said, there you can vote on uh, whose show you thought was better. Was it my version of Raw? Was it Mikey's version of SmackDown? There, the poll will be there all weekend long. So you can vote on who you think had a better card. Um, uh, bu- 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 anything else that I can think of, Mikey? Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Subscribe here. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, whether mm-hmm. it be on hit the books proper or Countout network as a whole um we thank Countout for having us here even though that's us that are running the shows um you know so so you know it's, it, we're doing good stuff and i'm excited I, I think there's a lot of new stuff coming along the way we've been teasing it for a while but you know we added some of the stuff and some stuff fell through and we got new stuff still coming in the new year i'm already ready to for the new year to come so start doing some of that stuff but i'm excited so definitely subscribe uh, Mikey, do you want to do your bit about being a YouTuber? Yo, smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, but but yeah, really, go go to YouTube channel, subscribe there. Now please. he's humble all of a sudden. I uh, love. Uh, you were so ready. Up, leave comments, leave likes, so we could uh, get to more get to more eyes. You can like hear Mikey be like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. Again, it was a long one. So thank you for joining us on this long escapade of wrestling talking. Um, I'll see you this Sunday for the TLC pay-per-view special. And again, next Friday for Hit the Books proper. Uh, And then we got to start the road to Royal Rumble. So we're all ready, folks. TLC this Sunday. We can't wait to see you or hear you then. Um, okay, and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much. We've got two words for ya. Book it. And we got three letters. The uh, TLC? Yeah, that's right. That's stab it. Yeah, we can cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs>